Welcome to Uncontained, episode 89. I'm your host, Aaron Static Render, and I got a show for you today to help kick off your Halloween season. The first of two Halloween-themed shows here on Uncontained, I talked to the star of the movie, Fat Ass Zombies. It's a, well, you guessed it, zombie movie, kind of in the vein of Shaun of the Dead Tucker and Dale versus Evil, and adding a little satire to it as well. And then you've got Fat Ass Zombies. And uh, Dave is also in another movie that we talk about with Sean Patrick Flannery as one of uh, the leads in it. It's called Trafficked, a film about human trafficking. And uh, don't worry, don't worry, Dave plays a good guy, so... Got two different types of monster movies that we're talking about in today's show, but this will definitely be a fun episode to kick off Halloween. Before we start the show, I have to say happy birthday to my girlfriend, Angela, who helps support the show in a few ways. Like, for example, if you look at a Facebook post, see a typo, and then the next moment it's gone. That's her that went in and cleared it up. So I have to thank her for that and wish her a happy birthday. And uh, you guys should too. So, yeah, that being said, let's get on with the show. Let's, uh, let's talk about zombies and Halloween and all that fun stuff. And let's jump into the conversation with Dave Musson. How are you doing today, Dave? Hey, man, I'm great. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I got referred to you by uh, a friend from work, and he told me you were creating this film. And once I heard the title of it, I was like, okay, I got to check it out. Fat Ass Zombies. Yes, that <laughs> that is the name of it, uh, for sure. And and to, to be completely honest with you, I, I didn't create it. I just had the opportunity to uh, to act in it. Uh, okay, but, uh, but yeah, it was it's it's a great film. It was it was a lot of fun. All right, you're in uh, Fat Ass Zombies, which is a hell of a cool name. We'll touch on that in just a little bit, and very fitting for a Halloween episode. But I uh, want to just uh, fill my audience in a little bit on uh, who you are and what you're up to. Yeah, man. No, I uh, I'm an actor out here in Los Angeles. I, I do some producing as well, and. Uh, yeah, I've been here for, I guess, since 2012. Um, before that, I kind of toured around the country for almost a decade, I guess, doing um, a lot of theater. Okay. Uh, that's, that's really where my background is, and and uh, I loved it, man. Like, it, it, it was a great time. I love theater. I love the, the thrill of live performance, and it's such a, a fun world, you know, you're, you're continually doing a new show in a new city with new people and it, it, it can be, uh, it can be great. And, uh, I loved it for a long time. And then I sort of accidentally realized that I didn't have any roots anymore, that I'd been on the road for so long Yeah, that you kind of, you know, you just lose touch with the, a lot of people you love and care about and, you know, in that world, when you're working, it's hard to get away for friends' weddings and, you know, things that that um, you just miss out on. So all that to say, um, in 2012, I thought, well, shit, if I'm going to be a 
miserable actor. I might as well move to LA. At least the weather's nice. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Yeah, that it is. So where, where are you originally from? Uh, I actually grew up in Wyoming. Wyoming. Uh, All right. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. One of five people that, that, that grew up there. No, <laughs> it's no, all right. I mean, I'm from, I'm from Iowa. So originally, Iowa? yeah. Yeah. So nice. I, I'm a transplant as well to, uh, California. So. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, you know, and I, I, I'm not knocking Wyoming or, or the Midwest or the West at all. Like, I, you know, I, I, I loved growing up there. It's a great place to grow up. You know, I, I still have friends there and some family there. Um, it just, for what I'm doing for a living, like there's just not, not a lot going on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Not a whole lot of an entertainment scene in Wyoming or, or Iowa. <laughs> oh, I disagree. Iowa is, is the entertainment capital of the Midwest. I've been saying they, that for you. They were shooting quite a few films there for a while until like, I think it was some people were taking advantage of the tax breaks and just saying they're shooting a film and buying a brand new Ferrari, you know? Oh my God. That is a great idea. I know. I, we should do that. Why not, right? <laughs> Just saying, my Ferrari's like two years old. I could use a new one. Dude, uh, really? Mine's a year and a half, and I'm already thinking about changing it out, man. Yeah, but you're super fancy. <laughs> so um, to go back to the theater aspect of it, you said it was like a new show every night. With it being the same production every night is how did it how was it new was it just because of the different crowd oh no no so no you're i'm sorry you're not doing a new show every night unless you're doing like you know a rep theater but you're just doing a new show all the time like you know you're you're going show to show and sometimes the contracts are as little as three or four weeks and sometimes they could be a year long you know um and you know that kind of has a challenge too because at the end of the day if you're doing eight shows a week you know, doing the same show for 50 weeks um, is its own kind of challenge. And, you know, keeping that fresh and, and you know, making sure that you're you're staying true to what the director has put in place, but that you're you're also keeping it invigorated and alive and, and you know, experiencing it every night, you know, because yeah, I see that as being like a huge challenge with theater because I've done I've done stand up and if I was doing the same set on stage every night it would get extremely extremely tiring to me or almost boring so trying to keep that interesting but and having to kind of stick to the screenplay how how did you deal with that <laughs> Sometimes uh sometimes better than others I mean <laughs> uh, no I mean you know you look man I you know I I uh if it's a show and a role that you care about and that you, you love, it's easier because you're really into it. You know, there's something that you connect with and, and um, it makes that easier. If it's a show that you don't connect with or, you know, a role that you don't really connect with, you know, at, at the end of the day, as an actor, you got to work. And so, um, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. There, there are some shows that I've done where it's like, you know, I'm grateful to have the opportunity to work. The show itself wasn't like the most artistic you know, thing in the world. But so you just push through it. I mean, there's there's you just have to be professional and not screw around and get it done and, and uh, realize that, you know, people are paying money to see you. So, yeah, you have to honor that because at the end of the day, the audience is why we all have jobs. Um, 
I'm not going to say that there were certain shows that I didn't screw around on stage. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, I, I tried, and especially as I got as I got older, you know, I I I, I really tried to take it, you know, much more seriously, and and you know, honor the director and the playwright, and, and especially the audience that was there to see you. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. And at that point, like when there's something that you're not quite into and ha- and doing it over it almost becomes like you know just your regular everyday like your nine to five would be to somebody working in an office you just go there you put in the time and move on or am i am i out of line on that um i mean you know i it's kind of a, a funny thing i was talking to to somebody recently um well not i guess not that recently but i i was i was talking to a girl at a bar and uh <laughs> you know like, like you like you do sometimes and occasionally this, yeah right <laughs> um and you try and then you just weep and weep and then she walks away and it's just terrible um no but uh but what we were talking about because to to people that aren't in theater they don't quite understand. And what, what I was sharing with her was that my job was actually pretty monotonous. Um, she, she was a nurse. And so her day, her nine to five was solving problems every day and dealing with new cases and new patients. And, you know, it's a, it's an incredible career where she, you know, she's helping people in, in such a, a vivid way. And my job during that time was literally saying the same thing every day <laughs> like I, I you know my living was based on saying the same words doing the same actions in the same space every day and and I was you know trying to kind of relate to her that um, it's not all glitz and glamour it's a lot of grit and pushing through and finding new things and what you're saying but I'm literally getting paid to do the exact same thing and repeat it you know to a T every day or yeah or as close to it as possible anyway. Yeah, as close as, as possible, and, and there you go. But but I'm not complaining. Look, I love acting. I love theater. I love film and TV. I mean, it's it's uh, it's where my heart is. So, um, But yeah, doing a show, you know, hundreds of times, it's it could be hard, for sure. Yeah, yeah, right on. Let's talk about something a little bit more uh, Halloween-related and, uh, you know, go just on. dive into fat, ass zombies i i won't slaughter the description of the movie i know it has to do with eating uh tasty cakes or something like that and uh, the zombie virus there but uh will you tell us all a little bit about uh fat ass zombies <laughs> yeah uh so fat ass zombies is a uh, is a great movie it's it's um it's the uh, brainchild of George Bennett and Brave Matthews, and George uh, Bennett has actually directed it as well. And it's, uh, you know, I got to be honest, I, I haven't ever read a script like it. Um, I, I truly haven't, you know, because, I mean, look, a zombie movie, we all know what that is, a horror movie, great. Fat Ass Zombies is this, it's, it's really uh, two big concepts in one movie. Um, it's a political satire at its core. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, it, it, it kind of um, has a, a big element of that in it in the structure of being a zombie movie. Um, so basically, you know, it kind of it focuses around a, a character named Sam, which is, is the character I got to play. And Sam is this really shitty filmmaker. 
here. And uh, he lived, you know, I, I live in Texas. I still live with my mom. And uh, I keep trying to make these horror movies. And they suck. They're just terrible movies. And, you know, kind of the laughing stock of the town, you know. It's, I, I'm this kind of loser guy with his head in the, in the clouds that keeps trying to, to do something that they're just terrible. And, uh, you know, I, 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 uh, at the beginning of the movie, I'm living with my mom, who's, who's played by Sandra Curry, uh, who's just an amazing woman, an incredible actress. Like, I, I loved working with her. She's so freaking cool. Um, and uh, she was in, like, The Hangover. She's the mom in that movie. And, okay. And very funny. But anyway, so all that to say, at the beginning of the movie, uh, she there's a misunderstanding and she thinks that that my latest film got into a, a film festival, which in that world would be like the biggest thing ever. Yeah, um, well, this is small town, Texas. So we filmed it in Corsicana, Texas. And that and Corsicana is actually a big character in the movie. And uh, and so she throws me this giant party. Right. But the thing is, of course, it was a misunderstanding. I, I didn't get into the festival at all. But at that point, I'm just like, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to go with it. Let's let's do this thing. <laughs> so because, you know, what? forget it at, at that point. So I go to the party and it's like, you know, it's going great. And then, of course, uh, I get found out, you know, that that it didn't get in. And that night turns into like the worst night ever. And everyone's making fun of me. It's terrible. And the next day is like the worst day ever. And that, Aaron, is when the town actually gets invaded by real zombies real zombies you say by real zombies <laughs> and you know basically i discover this and i try to convince my little ragtag group of of filmmaking friends like you guys this is it like this is our chance to finally make a really freaking good movie because we finally have production value i mean we have real we have real zombies here and yeah. they're like they're like no that's a that's a fucking terrible idea. We're going to die. <laughs> like, why, <laughs> why would we do that? Uh, to which I say, not if we use fat ones. <laughs> because they can't move very fast. So Okay, so how do you find the fat zombies? Well, you know, <laughs> that's a, a little bit of an adventure itself. Um, but, uh, but needless to say, we do gather our 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 actors in that movie, and uh, you know some of them are, are kind of hefty, and uh, and they are real zombies, and and we try to make this movie, and you know things might not go exactly as planned. <laughs> I have a feeling there are a few problems they have to there overcome. There are a few twists and turns, one could say. Yeah, I I watched the preview. I really really dug the preview. I was like, I can't wait to see this. It seemed like it was a little bit in the vein of say like Shaun of the Dead type, but no? yeah, yeah. I think you know, I think Shaun of the Dead is is a good example. Um, uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil is another one, and honestly, the other one might be you know like Team America. Uh, to be honest, because um it's a satire you know it, it's it's a political yeah. satire and, and i think one of the things that it, it it succeeds in which team america succeeded in is it it really kind of makes fun of everybody like i mean it, it's it's not you know pointed at one particular political affiliation or anything like that it's kind of just saying hey this is a mess <laughs> like what, <laughs> what's going on here and so um i i think it does a great job of that and it's such a cool um 
it's such a cool way to do it in the genre of a zombie horror movie. You know, it, it's just a very unique film. And everybody loves zombies, too. So there you go, man. I'm in love with a zombie. Don't even worry about it. Right. I'm not judging, man. And this is, you know, free, free place here, man. No, appreciate that. no, no really- judgment on uncontained, man. Hey, thanks. I think my girlfriend just texted me that she, yes, she is breaking up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were dating a zombie. Uh, she... <laughs> I certainly was. Uh, whoops. Just kidding. Well, now you got to go find that chick you were talking to that bar again. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, she hated me. Uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. All right. So what was it like working on a uh, set of this film with all the special effects and stuff? Did you have to get involved in the special effects? All I saw was a preview, so I don't know exactly what you run into in the movie. Yeah, no, I, I mean, it. it's um, well, first of all, working, working on it was incredible. I mean, you know, um, George. George's vision for it and working with him was was great. I mean, he's he's an incredible director and he's he's uh, it's it's really fun to kind of work with a director that's open to ideas and, you know, also has has ideas of where he wants to go with things. But, you know, is is uh, collaborative in nature, which um, it was a blast. He that guy's a freaking genius. Uh, Not not to be whatever, but like if you get to if you get to meet him or work with him, it's a great thing. But but being on set was incredible, man. I mean, I got it was my first lead in a feature and, and being able to be there a pretty lengthy period of time and have that much time in front of the camera and that much, um, you know, that much going on in terms of the of the special effects and stunts. Yeah, I mean, the, there were there were certainly a few things that were were a little bit hairy, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, you you uh, you just freaking do it. You know, I mean, I, I never felt in danger you know you but i'm the kind of actor where or just i guess you know i don't want to shy away from that stuff i kind of embrace it you know i'd rather i'd rather do it than have somebody stand in and do it yeah i i think i'd be about the same way yeah it's really fun you know at the end of the day i think the the first assistant director i i might have driven him a little bit crazy with that uh, I think there was (laughs) one scene where i decided to jump off a ladder onto a roof which wasn't exactly planned for. <laughs> and, Everybody uh, loves it when their like lead actor takes risks like that. Yeah, probably. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't. He didn't love me for that moment, but you know, we laughed about it and whatever. So it, it was good. It was fun. And when you mentioned George, it's uh, George Bennett, right? Yeah, George Bennett. Yep. Okay. Cool. Now, did you grow up as a horror movie fan? You know, I, I've got to be honest horror movies scare the shit out of me, man. I mean, they, they really like, I, 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 I know it's, it's lame to say, but I, I don't love horror movies. And I kind of, I, I, I might have to attribute it to, to my older sisters to a degree, uh, because they just used to tease the hell out of me, you know, whether <laughs> it was Freddie, Freddie Krueger or whoever it was. Um, I think the, the, the three, the three characters in horror that scared me worse were Freddy Krueger, um, I hate to say it, but the elephant man, which that's okay. not a horror movie, but I was like five or, you know, I mean, it was just, it's really scary. And probably the most shameful would have been a uh, large Marge from Wee's big adventure. <laughs> I was not expecting that one. Dude, dude large Marge, scared, dude, her eyes pop. Like it was so freaking scary. And, uh, and now 
I just don't, I never go see horror movies and, uh, and I should, like, I know it is out and it's getting great reviews and that movie scared the hell out of me. I mean, that, that was on ABC when I was a kid. I cannot believe ABC like showed that. Yeah. That movie is why like there's a whole generation scared of clowns. Dude, it's nuts. I mean, I just remember, I remember watching it as a kid and being like, oh, you know, what is this? And then it was like, you know, now it's kind of dated obviously, but. Yeah, I haven't gone back and watched the original yet. So, or did you see the new one? What's that? I haven't seen the new one. I've been wanting to get to that, and but I almost want to watch the rewatch the original first, and then go see the new one just to see like if the scare factor measures up, or I don't know. I guess it doesn't matter what order I watch it in. Yeah, but but I think that's good. I mean, you know, watch the original and then and then check out the new one. Would I think that'd be a good because it's way. it's probably been. I don't know. That movie come out like twenty years ago or something like that. Oh man, I don't even. I mean, it must have been early nineties, right? Yeah. Like, so it it was maybe even before that. I, let me let me see here. I'll find out. So let's, let's consult the interwebs. Yes, yeah, the beauty of having it at your fingertips. There you go. Actually, you were right. Nineteen ninety. Okay. Yeah. Very early nineties. Yeah. Yeah, that movie. Uh, yeah, man, Get, watch it. So, so you saw it back in the day, but you haven't seen it since. Yeah, I haven't seen it since. So I remember like eat battery acid slime or something like that. And I, I was, I don't know, I must have been about ten when I watched it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. That, right, because it's on TV. It's, yeah. it was on. Like, it was on like after Family Matters or something. Like, <laughs> And it's like, oh, oh, that Urkel, he just gets me. And then it's like, oh, shit, what, what is this? You know, I yeah, mean, was- like, got any cheese? And then you're shitting your pants the next minute, you know. <laughs> so you're not a big horror movie fan. Is there, are, is there one specific type that really gets you or? I mean, I, I, I probably, <laughs> I pro- of all horror movies, I probably hate the ones dealing more with ghosts and paranormally stuff okay um more than the rest i mean if it's if it's a thriller and like a murder movie or like you know that kind of twisted kind of stuff like that's fine but but no man stuff that you can't see that you know i mean (laughs) that can just possess you at any time it's it's such a dick move (laughs) it's like it's like you know, there's nothing you can. Oh, you're asleep, so that's a bummer. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I'm gonna break into your house, and you can't see me. Like, yeah. and drag you out of bed, and just yeah, have my way with you. Sure, sure, sure. You are right, sir. That is a dick move. That is a dick move. <laughs> okay, now I I do since this is Halloween, I have to ask a couple more Halloween questions or horror movie yeah. questions. Now, it's considered a horror movie, but. I don't know. Uh, it's one of the movies that actually got me into liking horror movies because before I was like, I don't really dig them because they didn't really scare me and I didn't quite get the point, but Army of Darkness. Oh, sure, sure, sure. No, that that is a that is a great movie. I mean, that whole series is great. Yeah, the Evil Dead series. Yeah. I mean, because it... it I mean, it was so... I mean, it was so out there, especially when it came out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and to be kind of self-referential and with Army of Darkness and and now there's the the TV series I, I think came out which I haven't checked out but I heard it's great. Ash versus the Evil Dead. Ash versus the Evil Dead. There I've you go. I've seen like one or two episodes of that. It, it was pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> you I gotta mean, like it, Bruce Campbell. Yeah, well he's he's awesome. 
I mean, Bruce can't, I mean, from what I know of him, like he's just, he's, I've heard that he's a great guy. He doesn't take himself too seriously and he, he loves what he does. So Awesome. Awesome. Cause I, I could have easily seen it going either way with him being a really cool guy or like, you know, being kind of a dick, but yeah. like, it's cool to hear that he's uh, actually a cool dude. <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I, I get, it's still kind of hearsay, but I have a friend that, that does know him and they, they've only spoken great things about him. Like he's super chill, just a really great guy. All right. Perfect, man. So what would you say to get people out to watch, um, fat ass zombies besides fuck it's fat ass zombies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man. I, what, what would I say? I'm, I'm trying to be succinct. Okay, here you go. Here's what I would say to get people the fat ass zombies. The fact is, it, it's a great mix of several things. So I think that the audience for that movie could be anyone from, you know, somebody who loves the genre, loves horror movies, um, you know, and loves zombies and just kind of that entire universe. Um, although I will tell you that, you know, without giving anything away, Fat Ass Zombies also does a good job of expanding the universe of zombies in really? a way that is different than I think we're used to in, in pop culture right now. So, you know, you kind of have that little Easter egg of like taking taking that genre and, and advancing it in a different way. I think that people, you know, even if you're not a hardcore horror fan, um, there aren't enough horrific moments in this movie. You know what I mean? Like you'll you'll you could see it as a political satire. You know what I mean? You could okay. see it as a comedy because it's all of those things, you know? Um, so, I mean, I think it would share the same audience again as like, you know, Shaun of the Dead, Team America, Tucker and Dale, um, because it really is a combination of a lot of different things. So there you go. Fat Ass Zombies has something for everyone. There you go. There you go. And yeah. working on Fat Ass Zombies and being scared of horror movies, was there any, was it hard for you? Was it hard for you to go on set being like, there's zombies there? I, I lived in fear. I lived <laughs> in fear. Uh, no, I mean, no. I, they, look, honestly, there were a few, <laughs> there were a few scenes where, you know, when you're on set and you're you're in that experience and as an actor, your job is to, you know, and this was something that that I learned, obviously, since moving to L.A. is to ignore all of the craziness going around you on set, because there could be a million things going on while they're filming your scene. But if you are able to block out that out and, and just be an actor in the film. Yeah, there was like a couple moments, you know, especially in some of the scenes where, you know, the lighting is really dim and there's certain things that, that happen in those scenes that are, are scary that, yeah, you kind of do experience a little bit like, Oh, this is okay. This is <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then somebody still yells cut and you're, you're, you're out of it again. But, uh, but no, I, I, I handled myself like a big boy. I did. I did. Okay. I did all, right, all right. Good. I'm proud of you, Dave. I'm proud of you. Thank, thank you. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So you have a premiere coming up too, and it will actually have just happened by the time this airs what, for the movie trafficked. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, traffic. It, it's a little silly because on my IMDB right now, it, it says trafficked, which is a huge, uh, you know, a drama about human trafficking. Uh, and the next entry is fat ass zombies. <laughs> so <it's, laughs> It shows you have range. 
sure, sure, sure. That, that's a good way to look at it. Uh, so, but still, both deal with monsters. <laughs> that, that that is true. That is true. <laughs> um, no, traffic is is uh, it's incredible. Um, uh, directed by by Will Wallace and uh, and uh, has great people in it. You know, Elizabeth Rome and Sean Patrick Flannery and Ashley Judd and and uh, I got it, it. It talks about human trafficking uh, in America, which is something that honestly, until I, I worked on this this movie and, and you know, I, I feel kind of bad that I was so naive. But in researching the movie and what was going on, I didn't realize that human trafficking was such a big deal in America. And it yeah. really like it is a it is a huge problem here. And we kind of always, or at least I always thought of it as an overseas thing, but um, it's it's strictly about the trafficking, um, you know, in America, and and it follows uh, that story. And um, you know, I, I got I got to be one of the the few uh, the few good guys in that movie. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you know, it's kind of a movie full of very very bad people. Um, and uh, you know, my role was I I got to help some girls escape from the brothel. So right well, there you go. Good for you. So Sean Patrick Flannery is in that movie. I loved him in Boondock Saints. Oh yeah, he's incredible. I and I actually got to share a scene with him and he's awesome. He's yeah. a he's a great actor, man. Is like, he a good guy or a bad guy in this? Uh he he is not a good guy. Not a good guy, okay. He is doing some bad stuff. <laughs> so you got to share a scene with him. Uh, was that the scene where you helped uh, the ladies escape from the brothel or uh, it, it was that scene, yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. So he's a pimp. What one could say? I don't know. I'm just speculating. So I mean, uh, he did have a giant feather cap, like hat, and you know he, you know he played it. Uh, no, he, <laughs> has no, the gold he, rings. Yeah, yeah, all was bling, and it was kind of blinding. Um, but no, it. Uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to get to do that. Awesome, man. Awesome. So, so I guess it's about time to start wrapping up the show here. I have a few questions for you. What advice do you have for people who are looking to get started out in acting? Um, you know, go for it. I mean, honestly, like in life, you either do it or you don't. And, um, and I know there can be some fear involved. Uh, you know, I'm certainly not going to say that the entertainment business and acting is, is easy. Uh, it's not easy, but you know, go into it with your full heart. And uh, honestly, I think I've kind of, I think I've kind of realized, you know, that as an actor, you're, you're in charge of three things. I mean, really, like you are really only in control of, of about three things because so much of it is de- not dependent on you. you know, like you, you have no say in casting and directors and producers, and there's so much going on behind the scenes so the three things that you can do. Okay, I was gonna ask: Are you gonna share them with us, or do we have to buy the book? <laughs> no, they are my secret. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no. The three the three things are are really pretty simple, and the third one's probably one of the most important. So the the first thing is get really good at auditioning, like really do. And these days, it's so much easier than it was in the past because of iPhones, man. I mean, honestly, find a buddy that also really wants to be an actor and buy a cheap tripod and set up your iPhone and download sides online. You can find anything and just spend time, you know, reading against each other and, you know, do it and then watch it 
and see your idiosyncrasies and you know if you're and you will learn so much and it will give you such better confidence for when you do have the opportunity to go in the room and audition for something so master okay. that practice it um because at the end of the day being a successful actor you know it's it's winning the lottery i mean it, it, it's trying to do something that a very 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 small percentage of people um, get to do. So actually what I'll say is this, instead of approaching it like winning the lottery, approach it like the Olympics. Because people that train for the Olympics, they they train their asses off. I mean, they are working yeah. so very hard for that one moment. And uh, and so I'd say, you know, practice and work at it. Don't, don't, you know, yeah, anyway. So that, so that's the first thing. The second thing is, um, you know, when you're on set, be comfortable enough to master your craft. Like, you know, you, you, especially on a film set, there is no time. There is no time. Like you are as an actor, you are a cog in a giant machine. And, um, and I didn't realize that when I first started doing this, you know, especially coming from theater. Um, but you know, films are on such a timeline that you need to get in front of that camera and you need to kill it and you need yeah. to be able to take direction and kill it right away because there is not time for you to not do that. And the third thing is, don't be a dick. That, that's it. Like in life, just don't don't be a dick. Um, that is huge. That's so, a, you're not the first person to actually say this on say that on this show. And but continue on. I apologize. No, it's fine. I, I think it's I think it is really important to keep in mind because at the end of the day, um, being somebody who is easy to work with and you know, pulling for your friends, pulling for other people, um, is such a better way to live. I, I mean, it just, it just is. I mean, not just in acting. I mean, I get the idea of like, Hey, you know, I want to, um, I want to be nice to people because I can get something out of that later. And sure, that could be a product of being nice, but yeah. also you're going to have a better life. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you yourself are going to be happier if you just keep a good attitude and uh, I think it makes all the difference, man. I mean, I, I've been trying to to kind of live a life where it's kind of this my approach, especially in, in acting and in, in this kind of crazy entertainment industry is if I can live my life according to like an 80, 20 rule or a 70, 30 rule or 70 percent of the time or 80 percent of the time, I'm spending my time trying to help other people. Yeah. Um, making recommendations and like you know, introducing people and things that, that help other people's lives. And then 20% or 30%, you know, focusing on the stuff that I, I'd like to accomplish so much more gets accomplished. I mean, it really does. Um, you know, when you, when you help someone out, it's, it's great, man. And, uh, I think that at the beginning of, of, of careers, people can get embittered and they don't take, the victories and they don't, they don't take the victories of their friends and it can be this really kind of shallow thing. And, and I just think that's such a bummer, you know? Um, now when I see my friends on, on TV and even if I see them on TV for something I auditioned for and, and they got it, it's like, man, they killed it. That's freaking awesome. Yeah. Like, like they, they killed it. Um, and, uh, I don't know. Yeah, because it'd be no fun to be that guy. Like, oh, there's my friend on the TV, jackass. I wanted that role. Yeah, I mean, what's that going to do for you? You know, I mean, it's it's just going to make friends. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) being kind of a dick. So yeah, that is great advice, man. Uh, Appreciate you sharing that. You Uh, know, the other thing, sir, I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you a fourth bonus advice. 
You ready? Bonus advice. This is just for you. <laughs> well, thank you. I, I won't share it with anyone. Please don't. Please. <laughs> um, take the victories is, is, is the other thing. Um, the fact is it's very easy, you know, in, in entertainment to, you know, you're spinning your wheels all the time and you're going to auditions and sometimes you're going to auditions and you're killing it. I mean, you walk out of there and you're like, man, I, I could not have done better than that. Like I was in it. I know that the room was with me, um, but taking taking those victories and enjoying them, like, okay. like taking them, you know, because that is a victory. Even if you don't get the role, that's a victory. You 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 did the best you could do. You left a great impression in that room, and who knows where that could lead. And then go do something fun. Go on a hike, or you know, do do whatever you want to get it out of your head, and just you know. So there you go. That is your bonus advice. There you go. All right. Real quick recap on, on the four of them. Okay. Uh, real quick recap on the four of them. Uh, master auditioning. Uh, master being on set when you get the role. Do not be a dick. And take the victories. Perfect. Perfect. We should sell an online course. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Okay. So how do you promote yourself? Um, you know, promoting yourself these days is, is so much different than, than it used to be because of social media and, you know, there's, there's Instagram and Twitter. And I, and I think that, that a big part of promoting yourself, um, these days is producing and okay. always creating content. So, you know, when I first moved out to LA, I immediately started my, my production company and, you know, started producing things, shorts, web stuff. I mean, whatever you can get out there and, uh, and making stuff happen, you know, you get, you get, you have to put yourself out into the world because these days, um, you know, there are casting choices that are based on that. Um, so I think having an online presence is, is huge. Um, I also think that, always it kind of goes back to the other thing but always being open to all the people around you because word of mouth is huge um and it's huge in any industry it's not just yeah. entertainment but it's the people you know um so you know getting out there um you know going to industry events and industry parties and you know meeting people and just trying to to evolve your network to a point where there are a lot of people who know who you are um and and more than that, they like you. <laughs> you <know>? <laughs> so, it's easy to get people to know who you are sometimes, but like you, that's uh, that comes down to the don't be a dick rule. Don't don't, don't be a dick rule. That's right. <laughs> number three. <laughs> it all comes back to number three. Number three. You know. Um, so uh, so yeah, I think that I think you have to be there because at the end of the day, if you're just sitting at home all day, you know, watching TV, no one's gonna you know, who's, who's going to make it successful for you. Even agents and managers these days. I mean, that's a hard gig. Yeah. Um, because, you know, it's great because of technology and, and they can now submit you much easier, but now the personal contact that they used to have with casting directors and directors is gone, you know, um, because now folks are just looking at a screen and seeing thousands of headshots float by. Yeah. Uh, so the more people you can get in contact with, and dude, some people you meet are, are great. Like I, I just, uh, and this is another thing, I, sorry, but like the thing that, that keeps me going in this business is sometimes you meet awesome people in the industry. Yeah. Um, and so like, I just got, 
I just got to meet uh, a guy named Tony Sepulveda, who is, uh, I think he's a, now he's a senior VP over at Warner Brothers. And oh, really? so, yeah, and he's, he is, dude, you know when you meet people in life and you can just tell that they're firing on all cylinders? Like yeah. they're just, like they're, they're not only, it's not only that they have something passionate in their life, but they're doing it. Like, and you see it in their eye. Like they just have a, a, a glint in their eye um, that is just, you know, not to sound cheesy, but it's just full of life. And so, yeah. you know, I got to meet him uh, recently and it was, it was seriously so freaking fun. And I mean, this is a guy who has built a great career. I mean, he, he's doing very well. I mean, he, he worked on friends and West wing and, and now he, he does all, a lot of time Warner um, or time Warner, Warner brothers television. Um, so he's working on, Big Bang Theory and Gotham and all these great shows. But but anyway, meeting him was so freaking funny. He's one of the, the most fun, generous, kind, lively um, people. And like I, I I just I really enjoyed it. And I, I I hope I get to hang out with him again. Like it was very cool. It's just it's meeting people like that that uh that are really uh just good, kind, fun people and enjoying what they're doing. And then you kind of see that and you're like yeah, like this is, this is what I want. This is where I'm going, you know, and, uh, and seeing people that are living that life is, it's always fun, you know? Yeah, definitely. How'd you find yourself in the position to meet him? Friends of friends. I actually, actually one one very good friend was, was kind enough to, to, uh, to make an introduction. Again, awesome. it's, it's all who you, you kind of know and, and that opens up doors and, and, you know, who knows, man? I mean, honestly, I just enjoyed hanging out with him. <laughs> like, no, yeah, no, no that's what, cool, like, man. Like, it was freaking fun. And to be honest, we didn't talk about the industry at all. Like, and I'm sure he all. probably appreciated that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. I mean, we just immediately kind of had a great banter and we're joking around and, and it was just a lot of fun, you know? Yeah, yeah. You just kind of shared a major highlight, but what would be a highlight from your career that you'd care to share with us? Um, okay. So, so, you know, obviously the, the first one I got to say is getting to, to play the lead in fat ass zombies, awesome. was definitely my life, you know, um, that was just one of the most fun times I've ever had in my life. I mean, it was, it was great. And, um, you know, I've gotten to go back a few times and do some pickup shots and, and, uh, anyway, I, I, I loved it. Um, so I would say in, in film that, that, that probably is the biggest highlight, although traffic is, is, was really great to work with really, you know, high caliber actors and, and yeah. be on you know, a huge set. So that was really cool. Uh, I would say in theater, uh, I kind of celebrated my biggest failure and my biz- biggest success, uh, doing the same show. Really? So, yeah. So, uh, so I got to, uh, I got to understudy uh, Valjean in, in uh, Les Miserables. Yeah. Few, and that's a really hard role. I mean, I, I don't know if, if you know musicals, but... I have actually seen that. Okay. So so there you go. So it, it, it's, a, it's a beast of a role, and it's a really high role. I mean, you have to sing like high Bs, and, and um, it's hard. It's hard as hell. And so gotcha. um, the second time that I got to to understudy it for a company, uh, I actually got to go on two times. And so the first time I went on, I had like 10 years of angst of like, I'm, I finally get to do this. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, 
and I get out on stage and, you know, and, and not only that, but I'm the understudy. So you kind of have something to, you know, you want to show the audience that they didn't waste their money uh, yeah. that day. And they wasted their money that day. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, uh, it, dude, I, I was trying so, I was pushing so hard that, you know, that's a three hour show. And within the first like 10 minutes, I had basically blown out my voice. Oh, wow. And, and I, you know, so much angst and so, you know, and the first high note, oh God, dude, this is, this is just such an embarrassing story, but whatever. It's all right. We uh, won't, we won't tell uh, anybody. Okay. Cool, cool. <laughs> just like the rules. Those are, you know, the, the, that advice stuff that's just for us. So is it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I get out there and, uh, and so the first high note I cracked so bad, dude. Like, <laughs> I mean, it, like it was, it was painful and I tried to come back in on it and I cracked again. Like it was it, like, I could feel all of the blood just drain from my face and the whole, you know, you, you're looking out and you kind of see this audience that was sort of with you. And then they're all of a sudden having these kind of guttural reactions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and then, you know, the whole cast is about to come on stage for this giant group number and they're all in the wings and the rest, it, seriously, it was like being in grade school. And if I would have been in grade school, I would have run home. Like I would have just run home and like, you know, but I still had, you know, two hours and 50 minutes to go. So yeah, how did you make it through? Um, I don't remember the next hour. Because, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I wish it was because I had gotten drunk, but I think it was because I was just so stunned and, and, um, like, you know, God bless the, the stage manager is kind of like helping me get through it and make the changes and get back on stage. Uh, and I think it ended, you know, I was able to work back out of it as the show went on. Um, but I'm not going to lie to you. It, it freaking sucked, man. I mean, it was really rough. But here's the thing. So that was the first time I went on. And I had another performance scheduled like in a month to go on again. And that was the one that I had stacked a, a lot of my friends to come to. Yeah. So for the next month, I, dude, I was, I was shitting my pants. I was like, what? you know, I cannot do that again. Like, and so I was practicing all day, every day doing the show at night. Um, and, and I, you know, I nailed it. Like it went, it, it went really well. And it was kind of like this. Um, and that felt great, you know? So yeah. like, you know, redemption, um, yeah, yeah, kind of, you know, and, and it, it was just like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. And so, yeah, that, that second show went, went a lot better, which, which thank God. Um, so, uh, so I would say that was a highlight because it was also like one of the lowest points, but then it became <laughs> like, you know, it became kind of a highlight and that you stuck with it through that, uh, your dreadful performance or and like the one that like, Hey, you're thanks, like, man. You're welcome. I, I didn't even hear it. And I, as I was saying that, I was like, man, I'm violating rule number three. I'm being a dick. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't. You look, you got to be a dick sometimes. Exactly. Exactly. But the fact that you uh, stuck through the performance that, you know, you knew you weren't doing well, the crowd wasn't giving you the feedback you wanted, the fact that you stuck through it and made it through to do the performance right that shows a lot right there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, thanks. I mean, I, I mean, I appreciate that. Honestly, what, what am I going to do? 
<laughs> like you gotta go. Like it's like anything else in life. I mean, look, sometimes we just we face shit we don't want to face, but you just have to push through it because that's that's what it is. And so so I, I, I appreciate that, but you know, it's uh yeah. I mean, I suppose it would have been a lot worse if I did just run home. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh shit, we need somebody to play that role now. Uh, yeah. Anything would have been better than that guy, so <laughs> just yeah. get a chair or something. All right, I got two more questions for you before we wrap this up. Um, okay. Now, when somebody watches one of your movies, say Fat Ass Zombies or, or Trafficked, what do you want your fans to take away from your performance or what do you want them to remember about your performance? I, I, you know, I want to, I guess I would, I would hold them to the same thing that I hope for myself. And that is just to believe every moment. That's it. Like just believe every moment that I'm on screen, um, that I am that character. I am that person. Um, and that it is, um, a believable human being, you know, I, I think, I think representational acting is, is a, a, a very powerful thing and it's, it can be a very hard thing, especially when you're in the, in the mix of being on set, you know, in theater, you, you get to do something from beginning to end. And, you know, on screen, you could do something, you have 10 takes and on the, in theater, you can kind of get away with doing the same thing over and over. Cause the audience is so far away. Um, and you can kind of, you, you know, you can, you, you try to relive it, but it has more room for error. When you're on screen, you have every single take has to be you reliving it. Every, yeah. t- not just every scene, every take, because if you try to do what you did last take, or if you're being lazy and just kind of delivering it the same way, it does not come out as looking real. So, so yeah, I hope they just take away that, man, I really believe that guy. I believe, you know, I, I, I can relate to that guy. I believed him. I believed he was a real person and, and that's what I would hope for. I think that's actually a really great answer. Asking that question to actors is always like tough for me. Cause I'm like, well, this could vary like what they want you to take away per role. You know, like it might not be the same if you're playing some ax murderer and playing a doctor that you want them to take away. But that is, that is a uh, one thing to take away that could carry through all the roles right there. No matter what role you're playing. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. To, to, to honor, to honor that script, you know, and honor that person and, and be that person. Um, I think it's huge. So, so that is my goal. That, that is my never ending goal. Um, um, in acting is I, I just, you know, I want to be a real human being, um, because that is, that's what makes people, that's what makes films interesting, right. Is, is yes. watching people and relating to people and, and, um, all that stuff. All right, great, man. So I have one final question for you. It's a titled question on the show. But before we get to that, where can people find you and uh, Fat Ass Zombies and uh, whatever other projects you're and all your other projects that you're working on? Where where can people find me? Yeah, like uh, you're not necessarily at the bar talking to that one chick, but uh, on the <laughs> on the social medias, like uh, wh- where can... day, I'm day drinking in an alley. Shooting <laughs> <laughs> dice. I gotta make this shit believable, kid. 
Yeah, yeah. Not a nice alley either. Like kind of a, you know, <laughs> a rundown, you know. Um, no, man. I mean, you know, um, yeah, so, social media. I mean, I'm obviously on, on, on Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff. And I, I have uh, my agent uh, who is uh, Steve Walker over at Connor Ankrum. And, and he's great. That, that's a, a really great agency. Um, and, uh, in terms of, of, you know, the, the films I have coming out, uh, I know traffic has the, had the, uh, LA premiere October 6th and, uh, a wide, a wider release on, I think that next week. And so that's going to be in theaters around the country. Um, and, uh, fat ass zombies, uh, as far as I know, is looking toward a, uh, early year, um, release. So like, January, February, March, that kind of slot. The same as like Get Out. Okay. Uh, I think is when they're going to try to release that. Uh, and uh, and there you go, man. All right. That's awesome. Uh, one final question for you, Dave. It's the title question of the show. Dave Musson, yes. how do you live uncontained? Uh, I, I live uncontained uh, by trying to live a fierce and passionate life. And, uh, and, you know, at the end of the day, life, life is 100%, 100% going to give you obstacles. Uh, it's going to give you, um, shit you have to deal with. It's going to give you pain. It's that, that is part of living, but sticking true to who you are, your passions, the things that you care intensely about, uh, is what carries you through. I mean, whether it's in acting or anything you're doing, just having that perseverance, having the confidence in yourself, um, that you are going to make it. You are going to keep pushing on in your life. And, uh, and if you ever get to the point where you don't want to do something anymore, guess what? Don't, <laughs> don't, don't do it, man. Um, because it's your life and you can make of it whatever you want. And, you know, you may have pressures coming from all different types of sources. Um, uh, but at the end of the day, I would say, Again, you either do it or you don't, you know, you live your life. And then I'd have to say, and you know, not to sound cheesy, but help, help other people, you know, get, get your eyes off of yourself. Yeah, that's very valuable advice right there, man. Thank you. Uh, thank you for sharing that. And uh, just one final thing to do before I get you out of here. And that is sign off the show. Will you do me the honor of signing off the show tonight? Okay. Hey, live the life you want. Be true to yourself. Go see Fat Ass Zombies and Traffics in theaters coming soon. This is Dave Musson, and I live uncontained. And that does it for another episode of Uncontained. I'd like to thank you for listening and Dave Musson for stopping by and talking, and especially for sharing rule number three. Yes, you must live by rule number three. And and I mentioned this last show, and it is still in the process of happening. I have some merch coming out for Uncontained. You'll be able to get t-shirts, coffee mugs, phone cases, and all that good stuff. So uh, just keep your eyes open to my Facebook feed and my webpage, uncontainedpod.com, for more information and where you can get this Uncontained merch. Thank you for supporting the show, and until next time, live uncontained.